0: You are about to experience the Jerry Banfield Show podcast. These episodes are recorded live from my streams on Facebook or Twitch where you can search for Jerry Banfield on either platform if you want to watch these while I'm gaming and ask any questions while I'm live to get what you want to know answered in a future episode just like this. You can also go to jerrybanfield.com and text me or WhatsApp me directly with any questions you'd like to ask or to share what's going on with you if we've got an ad from a sponsor that will play right after this intro otherwise we'll jump straight into the episode new episodes daily thank you for your support on the podcast and i hope you enjoy the episode we just had a question in chat how do we stop harming ourselves or how do we break our habits of self-harm for example anything that's taken you down if you've told somebody you're gonna stay sober and you get drunk, that's self-harm. If you are trying to quit smoking and you smoke a cigarette, that's self-harm. Or even just thinking, even just thinking thoughts, like, you know, I wanna hurt myself or hurt somebody else, like even those, those are self-harm. And the question is, how, how do we stop that? And I'm grateful I, I've been through a lot of self-harm behavior and I've reprogrammed myself so that I take good care of myself. And the, the number one most important thing is first, honesty. Like in Alcoholics Anonymous, the first step is came, what is it? <laughs> that's the second step. We admitted we were powerless over alcohol and then our lives had become unmanageable. Like that's the first step in Alcoholics Anonymous. So if you can just say, look, I'm gonna stop self-harming and do it, then, hey, if it's that easy for you, go for it. Now, if you say, I'm going to stop harming myself, I'm going to stop thinking all these thoughts that are bad and that are hurting myself, I'm going to stop doing things that make me feel bad, and then you go and do stuff, often right after you've just thought that, that leaves you feeling bad, then you're in a situation where you've become powerless, where you can't just make a decision And follow through with it. Like, you can't just say, like, especially for me at the, with the the end of my drinking. I'd tell people I'm going to get sober. I knew I needed to get sober. I was risking my life every time I drank based on what I'd already done drinking. And I, I'm never going to, I told my wife, I swear to God, I'll never drink again. I tell my friends, hey, I'm sorry. I can't drink tonight. You know, I'm quitting. And then before you know it, I'd have relapsed. And that's powerless when you can't even make a decision and stick to it. That's powerless. You you are not powerful. You are powerless. You can't make a decision and just stick to it. You can't stop hurting yourself. So the first step is honesty. If honestly you look at your life and you notice... Hmm. Oh! <laughs> if you look at your life and you notice, I'm harming myself and I can't seem to stop doing it. Like... No matter what happens, I just keep hurting myself and other people. And sometimes you're, it may not be that dramatic. Like you may just, you know, your mouth may go off on you and you might say something that you really wish you hadn't said. That's That's a form of self-harm. Messing up your relationships with the people in your life is harming yourself. Like the worst thing you can do if you're married is treat your spouse bad. Or one of the worst things you can do to hurt yourself is to treat your spouse bad because then you feel bad. And you feel bad that they feel bad and it's a mess. So the first key step is honesty. To realize, hmm, I can't just stop hurting myself, can I? Like, I say I'm not gonna drink. I say I'm not gonna smoke anymore. I say I'm gonna stop yelling at my kids or, you know, accusing my partner of cheating or whatever it is you do and you keep doing it anyway. Oh, this is not good. If I'm honest, like, uh, the last... The last day I drank, I I laid in bed and I got honest and I'm like, I can't stop drinking. I cannot stop drinking. I am going to continue drinking no matter what I tell anybody else. I'm going to just keep doing it. And that's powerless that you realize you can't even just make a decision and stick to it. Then the second step like as following like Alcoholics Anonymous is coming to believe that something can help you something. Now if you honestly see, like I can't stop, if you take inventory of yourself and you realize, you know what, I can't stop cussing my wife out, or I can't stop raging at people in Warzone, or whatever self-harm you're doing, like I can't stop thinking about jumping off a bridge, like whatever your thing is, and your thing may be a lot of things, you may harm yourself in many different ways, and in that case, go with whatever is most important. Like for me, I had a bunch of ways I used to harm myself and I started with drinking. I'm like, this, this one clearly is the worst offender out of all the self-harm behavior. If I drink, there's no hope that I'm going to improve. And if I stay sober, maybe I can work on these other self-harm behaviors. So figure out whatever is your number one offender. And then what I did, I'm like, God, please, I'll do anything to get sober, anything. Because as long as I continued to drink, I knew nothing else was going to work. I couldn't change my diet. I wasn't going to, you know, I couldn't keep exercising consistently when I'd get so drunk. I'd get so drunk that, you know, I couldn't exercise. I couldn't just go to the, it was tough doing them personal training sessions at the gym with a hangover. So if you get honest and realize you're continuing to harm yourself, you can pray to stay sober. What's up, Brad? Thank you for the 135, Brad. You know, God, I'll do anything to stop being a jerk to my wife. Or or if you don't like the word God, pray to whatever you think. Pray to yourself. Pray to a certain person. Pray to something generic you don't even understand. Just set set an intention that you're going to do whatever it takes to change. And then... Listen. Because for me, as soon as I prayed, I said, God, please, I'll do anything to get sober. I had a thought come in my mind after that. The thought went like this. It said, well... Well... Going to Alcoholics Anonymous might be a part of the anything you just offered. And that thought really shocked me because it felt like it came from outside of me. It, you know, it wasn't my usual ego just kind of talking at me this this thought felt really powerful and I'm like whoa okay I can do that that doesn't sound too bad you know for as as bad as my situation is as hopeless as my life looks going to AA that doesn't sound too bad you know it could be a lot worse so then I plan to go to one I plan to go to one Alcoholics Anonymous meeting I went there I felt hope I started to believe that there was hope I stopped feeling hopeless and I started to believe, you know what, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to be restored to sanity. I don't know how I'm going to be sober and like it. I don't know how, but I'm starting to believe that something will work. Something can help me out there. I didn't, I wasn't much on believing in God most of the time when I was sober. When I had a hangover and was desperate, I prayed to God, but most of the time sober, I consider myself agnostic. And then, from there, you get to the real work. Once you you take that inventory, you realize how bad your situation is, you start doing the work, you continue doing the work. For me, it was going to Alcoholics Anonymous over and over again. It was asking somebody for help. Because just praying to God often is not magically going to fix all your issues. But next time you want to drink or smoke or Yell at your wife or whatever it is, jump off a bridge. And you've, you've reached out and you've asked for help. You know what? Just maybe, maybe it'll be a little easier to reach out for help. I remember one day I went to an AA meeting and I said, you know, I'm feeling suicidal today. I was two years sober and I, I shared it in the whole open meeting. Because once you see how hopeless your situation is, you open up to any kind of help that will come to you. You know, if it's, if it's what somebody's gonna share in an AA meeting, whatever it is. So if you wanna stop self-harm, the key is to, to get honest, ask for help, and then get to work accepting the help you're being offered and stay, stay working on accepting the help you're offered. So if you keep working on that help, you keep going to those, if you find a support group, you keep going to those meetings, like, however the help starts to come, make use of it. A lot of times what our minds will do, and we'll pray to God for help, and the help will be offered, and we'll say, well, well I don't, I don't want to go to AA. Ask for losers, ask for quitters, I don't, I don't want to do that. And a lot of us will will pray for help, but we we don't want to actually make use of the help. We just want to feel a little better, and once once we feel a little bit better, then we don't want to change anything. So for me, what's helped is to, you know, is to keep persisting with with staying on top of the help. You know, don't just you know, don't just be quick to call it. You know, like you're done. Like, oh, okay. I made it two days without a drink. I'm good. I can go back to living my life exactly like I used to live it. I don't have to change anything. I'm good. Now, don't be so quick to to think you're done. Work and be prepared. Because if you're like me, what will happen is you're going to pray for help. You're going to start working on your self-harm behaviors. And then once you make some progress, you're going to let up. You're going to say, you know what? I'm good now. I haven't drank for a little while I'm good you know I don't need to go to these meetings anymore I don't need to call my sponsor I don't I don't need to be accountable to anyone anymore I'm good you know I'm healed I'm fixed you're gonna be quick to you're gonna be quick to try and call yourself done and, and quit making an effort and that's you know I went to a for like three months I'm like okay I'm good now right I haven't drank and I, well, the more I wanted to drink, the more I realized I need to work. I need to do so much more on this. This is so much worse than I thought it was. I really need to work my little butt off. Like, I need to do everything these people are suggesting right now. I need to read books every day. I need to pray. I need to think about my diet. Like, I need to completely change my life. Like, not just change my life a little bit. And I am not all healed and finished today. This is part, doing this is part of continuing to get the help I need. And what allows you to really make your change lasting is then help others. Once you've been helped, once your life is really good, once your life is really fantastic, then you help others. Once your life gets Fantastic. Then you start... You get out there and you help other people with their lives. You help other people make the changes they need to make. And the more you keep helping other people, the more you'll, you'll deepen and deepen your health. Because... As you keep helping other people, you have to keep getting better yourself, too. If you don't get better yourself, helping other people really gets miserable. Dang, good job, dude. If you don't keep getting better yourself, then what happens is you start you start backsliding. So if you work on your self-harm behavior for a while, and then you kind of just get to a point where like, all right, I'm good now, you know? I don't have any problems. Maybe I can have a drink with my friends. I don't need to go to these meetings anymore. You gotta focus on helping other people all the time. So I hope that's helpful for you. That's why I do my live stream, is to keep helping other people, because that's how I avoid backsliding into my own self-harm behavior.